0: This is The Wealth Ability Show with Tom Wheelwright. Way more money, way less taxes.
1: Welcome to The Wealth Ability Show, where we're always learning how to make way more money and pay way less taxes. We're going to have a really interesting conversation today about how the tax law not only shows you how to pay less tax, but actually encourages you and sometimes forces you into making more money and we have a real life example i have a a a good good friend of mine um who's also a client and we've got a real life example of legally avoiding tax and as a result actually making more money so my my guest here today is jp newman from thrive fp jp and i are longtime friends and uh we've been working together um I've been giving him some minor tax advice for for a number of years now. And JP, thanks for being on the show. It's it's great having you.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you, Tom.
1: So, JP, just if, if you would, just give everybody a little bit of your background, just so that they know where you're coming from.
0: Sure. So, uh, Tom, my company is called Thrive FP. Uh, FP is for Purpose for Profit. We are based in Austin, Texas. Uh, I'm the CEO of the company, and we're a private equity firm that focuses on commercial real estate with a couple divisions. Our primary thing that we do is apartments, uh, workforce housing, which is simply rents between $1,800 and $1,300. And we, we are the ones who put up the equity. And we also have an internal platform that operates them. So we also operate them and we also do joint ventures with other uh, developers and other operators where we, we put up the uh, equity capital. And then we also have a debt division, uh, which is hard money. And so we lend money on first trustees on commercial real estate, Uh, through a fun format, and uh, we've been doing this for about, I guess, 10 years now, actually about 12 years now, my God, time flies, and Tom, we found you at the perfect time to help us navigate uh, the amazing growth that we've had. We had about um, 10,000 units about three years ago on the multifamily side, and we've been actually kind of in a sell-off period. We're now down to just under 4,000 units, Um, some of them now we're keeping longer term, but we manage about 180 million of investor capital on about 850 million um, dollars of real estate.
1: Well, there, 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 you go, folks. This is these are serious real estate people. JP and I have been friends for a long time, and uh, JP and his partner Adrian and and uh, their other partners uh, uh, Jeff and and Chad and so forth. Um, we've been we've been working together the last few years because as the market has boomed. Um, particularly down there in the Southwest, where you are, uh, JP. What I've seen with with your projects is that where you were expecting to maybe you know fill them up and turn them over in three, four, five years, they've turned in some cases turned over in a year and a half. Yes. And and in fact, that's actually so. Uh, JP and I were talking earlier about we were done earlier about this uh, the situation we had. Well, <laughs> you had, but I, I always I always think of it as we. Okay, I always, I always it was think,
0: a it was a wee with, it was with uh, choppy waters to navigate
1: <laughs> with, with 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 clients. It's always a wee, and uh, uh, we we had a situation where you guys had an amazing project. I mean, frankly, amazing because you just bought it like what two years ago?
0: Yeah, just just about by the time we sold it, actually, because they extended it just over two years.
1: So, so just over two years, and, and they developed this amazing project. It had, what, four properties in it?
0: Yeah, so we, we acquired, it was a suburb of uh, Dallas, Texas. We had acquired 1,062 units amongst these four properties, in an area that we identified was a rapidly transitioning area. And we took the last four ugliest dogs, really rough neighborhood, and we spent um, quite a bit of money redeveloping um all of those properties, all those 1,062 units, and it really was a change. The, 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 the project had a horrible reputation, some a rough crowd in there, lots of stories. But basically, we we were able to, through a team of about 50 people, um, execute a business plan not only for physical, you know, bringing the the, you know, the whole building up from looks, from interior to exterior, but also changing the whole culture there, instilling all these different social programs to to support the community. And we really kind of re-tenanted the whole building. We did things from financial literacy, education, back-to-school bags that were co-sponsored with Target. So we just kind of changed the entire energy. And occasionally, you just do it right, and we really hit our plan and actually exceeded our original business plan and just did it faster. And again, it helps when the market and and when the the markets and and the winds are blowing your direction. Right. The the market cooperated for
1: sure. (laughs) Yeah. The market cooperated as interest rates came down, cap rates came down and, and so forth so uh, so 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 let me just kind of set the scenario here. So here's this project and uh, you know we've been we've been working on actually reducing the investors' taxes over the over the, the prior couple of years as, as you guys redeveloped it and then and, and had a lot of success there but then it came time to, to sell the property and we had actually in, in part because we had a new tax tax bill that uh, had an impact on this. We were looking at a uh, far, fairly sizable um, tax liability, weren't we?
0: It was crazy. And the thing was, which I guess is, you know, Tom, you've talked about this, how governments can change policies. You know, I, we, were, we were, had got under contract in September of last year, and we never even had considered the fact that the new tax law would be, go backwards as opposed to going forward. So it really wasn't, I, I call it my New Year's. My unpleasant New Year's realization: when I think I sent you a, a one-line email to you, Tom. I said, "Tom, this isn't this new tax law isn't going to affect us, right?" And you said, "JP, I'm, it is going to affect you," which took ordinary capital gains and then brought it up to the new the new rate. So we went overnight on January 1st. We went from uh, you know 20% to uh, to 38% on a, on, a, on a very large transaction with huge tax consequences to it.
1: Yeah. So, so of course, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, wow, this is an opportunity, right? This is an opportunity to to avoid taxes. And normally, so normally when when we think about avoiding taxes on a sale, we're thinking about a 1031 exchange, which we, another word is a like kind exchange, meaning we sell the property and we buy a new property. We had a couple of challenges here. One is, is that your investors didn't want to buy a new property. And the other challenge was you didn't want to buy a new property. Correct. So, so the first thing we had to deal with, of course, is how, even if we could get the and and we're just and the tax we're trying to avoid is not the investor's tax because they decided they want the cash. So, what we're trying to to decide is, okay, how do we take all of these gains that you guys have earned? Okay, what we call a carried interest. All of these gains, how do we get them and actually turn them into a ten thirty one exchange? And, and so when I suggested we do a 1031 exchange, do you remember your reaction?
0: Yeah, I, I was, I, I wanted the money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you I weren't alone. The you weren't the alone, money. pal. I mean, you know, your partners <laughs> wanted the money. Everybody goes, no, let's just take the money. And I'm going, okay, so let's talk about hey, hey, Tom, the numbers one point I want to
0: make though too. I think it's really important is for the investors, really the new tax law didn't affect them because right. they they were still getting treated as capital gains. It's it really, right. as most people may or may not know, what the new law really affects is the promote, what's called the promote or the, or the carried interest. So it was really easy for the investors because it really didn't affect their... January 1st had no effect on them. It really was affecting us uh, as the carried interest sponsors of the deal.
1: No, that, that's a good point. And so, you know, we're scrammy, We're looking at the law and how do we, you know, how, can, can we avoid the carried interest? And and so what, what we finally decided was, as I said, look, you know, this is so much money that you guys really ought to consider. I think we can figure out how to do it. So we, you know, our job is to figure out how to do it. And I said, I think you guys really ought to consider it. And, and you guys, if I remember right, were just really worried about finding a decent property to, to buy.
0: Well, that's true, Tom. You know, I think the other thing, and you've been telling us this for a long time, but especially when you have a market like this where you have a lot of capital, you have cap rates that are compressing, what you don't want to do, you probably know, I'm sure you've spoken about this, where sometimes you get so into the taxes as worrying about your tax bills, that you kind of forget the big picture. So right. my fear really was, Maybe we're trying too hard because if I buy a property today and then interest rates rise and the market changes and cap rates go up, if I buy if I buy at a basis and it changes, well, that's a real fear. So, so if I saved 18% on my taxes, I just didn't want to be pound-wise and penny foolish is what I'm trying to say, where I became so tax-focused that I was losing sight on the big picture of, of taking good care of my money, making sure that my money continued to grow. And that's really – it took me a while to struggle with it, particularly in a market like this, when we've had ten years of ongoing prosperity. Everyone's waiting for the second shoe to fall, yet it keeps moving forward. So, it's certainly a time where I, I, I dare anyone to predict. You know, everyone's got an opinion, but no one knows where we're going to be.
1: No, uh, of course, you know, going and, forward, and, and totally a fair uh, and totally a fair comment. I mean, we, you know, we. It's, as we did, JP, we, we talked several times about you know we never want the tax to tail to wag the dog. So you don't you don't want having you have a you know if you have a change in uh, cap rate, of course for for everybody it's really how you value a property. But what happens is is if the cap rate goes up, you can lose a lot of value really really fast. And so what we didn't want to do, of course, what what JP and his partners didn't want to do is they didn't want to get you know, that 18% tax benefit, which was, if I remember right, a few million dollars, you don't want to, you you don't, you don't want to take, get, get a few million dollars tax benefit and then give up a lot more million dollars of, of financial benefit. Right. Exactly. So, so, exactly. so, 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 okay. So let's let the shoe drop. So what'd you do?
0: Well, I did a lot of exploring. First of all, I tried to convince you nine different ways to, to try to I resist a geo, of course. And I threw at you all these wacky other ideas that really didn't work and they were very sloppy. But then I think <laughs> after it, and then I started looking and started talking to brokers and trying to figure out if I'm going to do this 1031, how can, I, how can I address that where I'm really buying good real estate and not just doing it for the taxes? And it was a journey. I spoke to a lot of brokers. I looked at a ton of deals. And I think what finally brought me comfort and where we wound up was – if you're trying to time the market in a short-term deal, like trying to get out in two or three years and hope that the market's going to continue to go up, that's a kind of a scary proposition because I say it's 50-50. But if you start looking at things, here's what we have going for us, Tom, and you and I discussed this. Right now, we still have historically low interest rates where you can borrow money under 5%, and you can get long-term debt and money is readily available from banks. So then it occurred to me if, if you know, if an apartment's, let's say, a historical interest rate's eight, and we're below five, there is there is something incredible there, and there's also still positive arbitrage between cap rates and interest rates, which simply mean that your interest rate is so low right now, you can still make a spread on your leverage, and that's interesting. So what do you do with that? And I think for us, what occurred to us is, we're really good at this. We operate apartments. We know what to do, but we had to change our mentality and say, what would we want to own? for 10 years and not worry about if it, even even if it goes down in value, let's say the cycle changes and it goes down, this asset's in the right location, uh, play, something we can manage, something we want to own that we believe in 10 years or that this cycle or the next cycle is an asset, you know, a pride of ownership cy- asset that will likely go up because it's in a lo- core location where we believe there'll be job growth or population growth and at one point it will be worth more. We just don't need to time it perfectly. And when I changed that mindset to to, to a a long-term mindset and then fixing in your debt, we we got a 12-year loan. And once you start kind of changing that mentality, you're not so worried about, am I speculating, am I not speculating? We found the perfect asset that kind of, we got clear with what we wanted and then we went out and found it, which was was great.
1: What I want to point out is what we talked about at the beginning of the show was the tax law shows you how to make more money while paying less tax. So the end result here is, you guys ended up paying no tax, and you were able to, and it literally forced you, yeah, or encouraged you. Let's say encouraged you, incentivized you, okay? Yeah. Enforce you. You could have. You still could have paid the tax if you wanted to, but we it, talked about it. it. Strongly, yeah. and, and it was such a strong encouragement that look, let's see if we can go find a property. And you guys, uh, you know what I think is is fantastic. Is you guys found a great property as a result. We did. And, and here's my question: Would you, would you have even looked for that property had, had it not been for the tax consequences?
0: Absolutely not. So the, Absolutely
1: not. The, this is my point: is that that the tax law actually shows you how to make more money. It's it's not just about reducing your taxes. It's about wow! If I do what the tax law encourages me to do, I could, and I do it right. Of course, you. I mean, you guys did all your due diligence. I know you guys looked i mean you looked at tons of properties you did all of your research you did did and, and like you said you had to you know shift your mind your your mind a little bit but as a result i mean you guys are i mean uh, i mean this is only a few months later you're all, already cash flowing this property aren't you
0: we are so we bought you know part of that long-term thing and buying the right asset I, I think we found exactly what we wanted which was essentially we found 200 units in a, in a, in a good neighbor it wasn't you know i'd call it uh really strong neighborhood, a highly desirable neighborhood. And we found a mid eighties building that was kind of chugging along and doing just fine. You know, I'm so used to buying value add and distress and turning down you know turning down the magic. And this one really didn't have that story. It really was a building that was in pretty good shape with a nice tenant base and it always stays full just based on its location. And it's in Austin, Texas, which means it's twenty minutes from my office in one of the fastest growing cities in the United States. So I had to change my mindset, Tom, because I'm such a value-add guy. It's hard for me, as you and I know, to pay, quote-unquote, retail. And so this is where the tax law really helped me because, in a way, I wasn't paying retail because there was such a tax benefit. But then when I actually got into it, what I found myself is we bought it at, um, let's call it just under, it turns out, because the income kept rising while it was under contract, we bought it for about a 5-7 cap. So what that means is, and then we put on this twelve-year twelve-year loan. I can't tell you exactly what we locked it in for. I know it was under five, and we got seven years of interest only, oh <laughs> which heavens. to me is incredible. That's
1: fantastic. So now I've got
0: seven years of interest only, which only magnifies my cash flow from day one, which has been incredible.
1: Uh, that's amazing. I, I so that's well, fantastic.
0: Yeah. So what that what that's meant for us, Tom, is that already in the first ninety days of ownership we're already hovering at about a 7% return and because we're really good at what we do, we believe, you know, that's 7% just handing me the keys. So now I've gotten tax free. Now that money is earning 7%, which if I'd taken it as cash, I would have been happy getting 7% on that money. But now there's upside because we see, we see little areas like for instance, adding dog parks. We have a lot of people with pets that really want backyards. So we see little, you know, we're going to put washer and, dryers uh in several units so we think most of the units because we know that's an amenity the tenants have wanted that the last people last owners didn't do so we we see value add that will probably take the cash flow you know i don't know if we'll get to 10 but i think we'll get to eight or nine within the next 24 months Uh,
1: i i I think that's fantastic and and uh i just I, i love this idea so you've been doing real estate your whole life right i mean this is a family business right
0: it's a family business yes
1: So, and you've seen lots of, um, ups and downs and, and I presume you haven't always done 200 unit apartment complexes.
0: I started flipping houses.
1: There you go. So here, here's the, here's the key folks is that you don't have to be big. You don't have to have 10,000 units to do this kind of stuff. This is, you know, you do have to have the right advice. I mean, the reality is, is that we worked pretty hard on, um, we did a lot of research and we did a lot of figuring on how to actually get this thing done. But when you have the right advice, then just recognize that the tax law is there. It's not a punishment if you don't make it a punishment. You know, I read this great book called The Obstacle is the Way. And I'm like, this is a really good example of that, is that this is uh, was an obstacle. And we had this this new new tax law. And once we understood that, you know, the new tax law just said, instead of a year, instead of holding a year, you have to hold it three years. So one of the, you know, one of the potentials was, of course, we could look at, okay, so maybe what we do is we turn it into a property that we only own, hold for another year, because we needed to hold it, you know, we had it two years, we need to hold it three. But then, then as you, you start looking at it, it forces us, this is the great thing about the tax law, it forces us to look at okay, is there another way to do this? And uh, I, I think that's really um, a, a tribute to, to you and your team, JP, is that, you know, you took that on. And yeah, I know we, I, I had to twist your arm a little bit, but um, you took that on. You said, okay, we'll, we'll take a really serious look at this because this is a lot of money.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, Tom, we really did it together as a team and you were definitely part of the team and it was painful. I mean, The surprise, the thing is, we were already under contract, so we couldn't back out of the contract. Um, So literally, it was like, I don't know how many times in your life you're going to be thrown a new set of rules. And the biggest transaction, you know, of your life as far as net dollars coming to you and literally, you know, so so it wasn't like we had a lot of time to think about it. And I think that we just all worked really hard together and went through some pain. And we went through many ideas with you on what to do, what not to do, plan A, plan B. And I think it ultimately paid off, but I wouldn't say it was easy, especially when something like this is just kind of thrust upon you. But I'm really grateful to you and our team for for figuring it out. And then, you know, through a lot of hard work, you know, this actually was a deal that had been on the market for um, almost a year. And nobody had bought it because it was overpriced like everything else in the market. And everyone had kind of given up on this property because it seemed so overpriced. But we were able to, by actually reaching out to the owner directly, and through a lot of conversations, get it to a price where it really worked for both of us. Because I think she she had over overpriced. I think she actually had some financials that were just wrong. And so instead of trying to make her wrong, we literally went through a collaboration with her and got her to come down to a price of really, you know, I think she got a really fair price. And I, again, I don't think we stole it at all. I think it was very fair on both sides. It, but, but in a way, it was kind of this gift because everyone else had given up on it. And it simply took... Once you and I figured it out, I took a whole other conversation and a relationship and many calls with the seller to really, like, again, instead of making it this tough negotiation, make it more like a collaboration and just show her the mistake that she had, which ironically was an accounting mistake.
1: Uh, on her book. <laughs> well, you, you know, that's, that's what happens. I mean, here, here's, here's the thing that the, the, the tax law basically, you know, got you thinking about this. Um, you, you did some things you wouldn't maybe otherwise have done just not because they weren't the right thing to do, but rather really weren't your typical model. And, uh, you know, just remind everybody that sometimes that, that obstacle, you know, a change in the tax law, I mean, this was like, I mean, the tax law changed on December 23rd, right? And you guys were already under contract when, this, when the tax law changed, scheduled to close in January, right? Orig- exactly. January
0: 17th was our close date. We'll never forget it.
1: Right. So, <laughs> so you know, the, the, the point is here is that this is something anybody can do. You know, when, when we have these these obstacles, we have these challenges when it comes to, you know, taxes, you know, when we're looking at this this tax law, the, the tax law actually in the end showed us the way, the tax law showed us the way. And, um, you know, for all you out there, if you'd like to learn more about this, we do have a special gift at the end of the show. So um, if you'll just uh, at the end of the show, just stay tuned. We're going to tell you where to get that gift. And uh, JP, it's been... Fantastic having you. I think there's nothing uh, more educational than uh, real people doing uh, having real life experiences. And, and really, thank you so much for sharing this. Uh, I know it was a, a, a bit traumatic as we were going through it, but it, it worked out.
0: Uh, it's my pleasure, Tom. And, and thank you, because I think what I've learned in the last couple years is how important it is to have the right person behind you to guide you. And, Tom, obviously, you you've been that beacon for us. Um, it's there, there's accountants and then there's people who really understand the way. And I, everything you're saying, it takes a great coach to, to get your team to play. And you've really changed our mindset of uh, of how we buy, how we operate, and how we sell. It really, it's such a critical part uh, uh, of this business. So I, I thank you as well for, for being such a great coach and helping us through these these easy times and then sometimes these really hard times.
1: No, I, I appreciate that. So, so everybody, just remember You know, the tax law is, it's not just a series of incentives to reduce your taxes. It's literally a roadmap to be making money. And when you get the education of understanding taxes, you understand how the tax law can work for you and how it can help you make more money. You're always going to make way more money pay way less taxes. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. As an additional thank you, I want to give a special gift just to our podcast listeners to help you jumpstart your journey to building massive wealth tax-free. This is a group of not just one, but five of my top educational resources on this topic. There are several amazing helpful PDF downloads and two training videos. These resources are not available and we don't give them away anywhere else. So, Get these bonuses now. All you have to do is go to WealthAbility.com slash gift. That's WealthAbility.com forward slash G-I-F-T and get these gifts to jumpstart your wealth now.
0: You've been listening to The Wealth Ability Show with Tom Wheelwright. Way more money, way less taxes. To learn more, go to WealthAbility.com.